This is the Heartland Community Church Podcast. This is part two in the series titled Life in a Dumpster Fire. Today's message by teaching pastor Steve Carter is titled Mindsets to Make Joy Complete. Hey Heartland, Steve Carter here. Week two of Life in a dumpster fire. As we walk through the book of Philippians, I'm going to focus in on chapter two, and I want to begin with a good reminder of what Eric shared with us last week from Dallas Willard about what joy is. It is this pervasive and constant knowledge of well-being, of well-being. Really what, what Dallas is saying, it's a mindset, it's a mindset of well-being. And I love in chapter two, verse one and two, Paul writes, and he's writing from prison, and he says these words, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. And then you skip down a few verses and, and Paul will say, in all of your relationships, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Today, today I want to talk about the three mindsets to make joy complete. Three mindsets to make joy complete. And you remember last week, one of the kind of calls to action, the challenges that Eric gave to us was to read chapter one each day. And I've taken that and I've been reading chapter one and I came across a few verses that just kind of jumped off the page. Again, I love the Bible. I think sometimes we forget that the Bible is not just the inspired word of God, but it's an inspiring word of God. It still inspires us today. And Paul has these words in verse 12 where he says, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. Now just a quick time out. Put yourself in the shoes of this small little house church, this kind of Heartland at home group. They're tuning in, hearing this letter being read from their kind of church planner, their leader, their pastor, and he's like, hey guys, even though I'm in prison, the good news is still advancing. You gotta think to yourself, wait, 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 what? You'd think that because Paul's in prison that the whole movement is gonna be stalled and halted, but Paul's like, no, 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 guys, it's actually advancing. Fascinating, the word advance in Greek is the word prokope, and prokope literally means to kind of advance, like an army taking ground. It's kind of like the bears moving down the field whenever that happens. But this is the whole idea of prokope. But the fascinating thing is the word hinder in Greek is the word proskope. And this would literally mean losing ground. And you would think that Paul, from the middle of prison, would be saying, guys, guys, guys. The gospel's being hindered because I'm in prison. I don't get to go out and teach. I don't get to do my thing. I don't get to do what I was put on the planet to do. And I know many people in COVID season feel that way. I feel like the gospel is being hindered because I don't get to be and do what I love to do. But Paul's perspective, Paul's mindset was something different. The first mindset to make joy complete is number one, 
You gotta fight for joy. You gotta fight for joy. You gotta fight to have the right mindset. No matter what kind of situation or circumstance you find yourself in, Paul says, I'm here, I feel, I feel that good news is advancing even within the prison cell. And you read verse 13, and it says this, as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard, these are, these are the guards that are guarding the, the prison, and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. I mean, just think about this for a second. Can you imagine having to be the soldier, having to guard Paul while he's in prison? That guy probably received so many sermons because Paul was saying, I must be here for a reason. I must be here for a purpose. I'm actually gonna have the mindset that God's put me here and I'm gonna let good advance. I remember when I was in high school and college playing basketball. And every once in a while, I would pick up my third foul in the first half, and I'd be pretty frustrated. I, I wanted to blame the refs, and I'd get called to the bench to kind of just sit down, cool down, get my head right. And oftentimes, my dad would walk down from the stands and whisper in my ear four words, change adversity into opportunity. Change adversity into opportunity. And this kind of became this clue. Because so oftentimes, we can allow our situations and circumstances to dictate how we act, think, and feel about ourselves, about God, and about others. And when we have the mindset to make joy complete, when we have the mindset to fight for joy, what we are saying is we are not gonna let any situation or circumstance, whether we are in a dumpster, whether we are in prison, be what dictates how we think and feel about ourselves, others, and God. When you change adversity into opportunity, you are shifting your perspective to kind of see and to feel and to live as God has called us to live and be and feel. The second, the second mindset to make joy complete comes from verse 127. This was another verse that just stood out to me when I was reading chapter one as Eric asked us to. This is this, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Whatever happens, whatever situation you're in, whatever dumpster you find yourself in, whatever good that you are discovering in the season, no excuses for whatever happens, the call is for you to conduct yourselves in such a way that would advance good. Paul will continue to say in chapter two, verse 12, he'll say, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in, in order to fulfill his good purpose. So what's he saying here? I mean, just think about this. The God of all creation literally wants to make his purpose complete in you and in me, in us. The God of all creation is actively at work in the here and now. As you tune in and you're watching from a living room or from a friend's living room, the presence of God is at work. But the problem is, is so often we distract ourselves. We escape. We numb out. We just kind of miss the moments, 
where God wants to be at work in us. The second mindset, if we are going to be the people who make joy complete, we have to enjoy the present. Because it's here in the present where God is at work in us. Where God is working his good within us. I mean, when's the last time you've experienced God at work? God at work in you. And oftentimes where God does his best work is when we are leaning in in difficult seasons. And I love that Paul's not writing this from some palace. He's writing this from a prison. And he's simply saying, I'm not missing a moment because what God is actually gonna showcase and do is gonna work to me becoming everything God created me to be. I mean, you've probably stepped into a gym. You've probably kind of went to the bar and and maybe you sat down, tried to bench press and you bench press that 45 pound bar. Maybe the first time you, you bench, you're like, oh, I can do this 10 times. And then maybe you add 25 pounds on both sides. So now you're at 95. You're like, oh, I can do this eight times. Maybe you add a 45 on each side. You're at the 135. And maybe you can bench that four times. If you just kept showing up to the, the, the gym and going, I don't want to put any weight on there. I'm just going to bench the bar 45 times. I mean, you're, like, what kind of muscle are you going to grow? And what Paul is saying is, whatever happens, whatever circumstance, whatever situation, you have to be locked into the present because it's here in the present or even in verse one that we have this opportunity to be united with Christ. We get to be one with Christ. And when we are one with Christ and tending to Christ's presence, he's building this spiritual muscle. He's shaping and forming us to be everything he's created us to be. A quick time out. How are you doing at fighting for joy? And do you often allow the situations and the circumstances to dictate how you act, think, and feel about yourself or about another person or even about God? And how well are you at having the mindset to enjoy this present moment? As the truth is, You can't control the past. It already happened. There's nothing that you can do to change yesterday. And there's nothing that you can do to make tomorrow come any sooner. The only thing that we have control over is right now. And how we choose to spend right now will prepare us for what God has in store for us. And what God longs to do is to do something good within us. But if you're like me, you can just miss it. You can get distracted. You can get focused on negativity. You can allow seeds of bitterness to grow. You can just find yourself just numbing out. And little by little, when we make choices like that, we are preventing God to do what God wants to do. Friends, one of the most helpful things for me is having a mindset a mindset and a perspective for what God wants to do. And in just these few verses that I've read, I want you to see how clear this is. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news of Jesus. Whatever happens, 
whatever circumstance, whatever situation, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news of Christ. And when you think about this, this is profoundly clear. There's clarity on what we are to do and who we are to be. But like I said in verse one, the invitation is that we would be united with Christ, that we would be tending to his presence, that somehow as we begin to do this, we're working out our salvation in verse 12 with fear and trembling so that God's goodness can actually be manifested in us. And friends, a leadership lesson that I've learned is when there is clarity and there's unity, it's the best chance for joy. I mean, think about your work environment. When you're unclear about what the goal is or what the win is, you constantly feel like you're going rogue. And when there's a lack of clarity, you feel like you are going rogue. And truth be told, what often happens within most employees and workers is they go, I just feel anxious. I feel like I'm, I'm not doing enough. I don't, I don't feel like I, I'm actually achieving anything. I, I don't feel like I'm being used. But the gospel's clear of how we're supposed to live, the right mindset. And when we are allowing ourselves to be unified and there's unity in that, man, there's joy. There's joy in this moment because God wants to do and work in you. The question is, will you let him? Will you let him? And that's a mindset, a mindset to say, I'm gonna fight for joy. It's a mindset that I'm gonna enjoy this moment because God is at work, not just around me, but also potentially within me. The third mindset to make joy complete is you gotta lift up alleluia. What do I mean by that? Chapter three, verse one just simply says, further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. He'll say it again in chapter four, rejoice in the Lord always. Almost this sense of never ceasing, stopping to lift up alleluia. I remember a number of years ago, I had the privilege to go to Cook County Jail. And I remember driving with a buddy of mine, uh, Tom Horton. He, he, this guy was amazing. I mean, he, he would wear this leather jacket, uh, brown leather jacket. He was in his 60s, had a great head of hair, had this epic Tom Selleck-like mustache. And one of just the coolest guys, filled with wisdom. I loved being in his presence. And I remember he's driving me down to Cook County Jail and he's just giving me some coaching. Hey, as we walk into the prison, just be yourself. I'm like, sure, Tom, that's great. Just be yourself. Okay, man. Oh, we show up to the prison, we give him our license, we we start going through kind of the security checkpoint, we're putting all our stuff in in the kind of the, the monitor, walking through, we're being wanded down, everything's good. We start walking towards kind of the prison cells and Tom becomes a different person. Tom just becomes someone that I don't even know. He's walking and he starts screaming, Luya, Luya, Luya. And I look at him and I'm like, Tom, are you okay? He goes, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, what are you saying? Luya, Luya. And I'm like, Tom, you told me to be me. I feel like you're being somebody else. Why are you keep saying Luya? And he just keeps saying it, Luya, Luya. And I'm like, Tom, seriously, this is weird. We're in prison. You gotta be cool, man. You gotta act like you got your stuff together. And he looks at me and he goes, do you know why I say Luya? I'm like, no, I have no idea what you're saying. He goes, Luya. It's short for hallelujah, which in Hebrew means praise the Lord. 
And as I walk into a prison, most of these men have experienced people saying that they are gonna come visit them, but most often, families stop showing up. And so you've got these people here in darkness and despair is trying to reign and rule over their hearts and minds. And I want them to know that it doesn't matter the circumstance or the situation, you can lift up a Luya. And Luya has become my call sign. And so when I walk into the prison, I start screaming Luya because I want these men to know that I'm here, that love is here, that hope is here, that joy is here. And then he looks at me and he goes, is that okay with you, Carter? And I was like, that's fine. And he keeps walking, he keeps screaming, Luya! And I kid you not, the incarcerated men started screaming out, Luya! back to him because they knew their pastor, Tom, was there. It taught me something so profound because I'm so good at lifting up Alleluia when I get my way. I'm not good at lifting up Alleluia when I'm in the middle of a dumpster. I'm really, really good at lifting up Alleluia when I'm sitting at the table at a palace. I'm not really good at lifting up Alleluia when I find myself in the middle of adversity and inside a prison. But what Paul is trying to teach this church that is going through profound levels of uncertainty, of difficult days, is he's calling them to be the kind of people that makes joy complete by having the mindset, no matter what situation you're going through, be the kind of person who fights for joy. Be the kind of person who enjoys the moment because God's at work the God of all creations at work. And thirdly, lastly, be the kind of person that never hesitates, never ceases, never stops to lift up Alleluia. When's the last time you lift up Alleluia? When's the last time you just stepped outside your house and you were like, thanks be to God? When's the last time you had one of those moments you're like, that could have never happened unless God was at work? When's the last time you've had that moment where you're like, God, you answered this prayer? Or maybe better said, when's the last time when God didn't answer your prayer in the way that you wanted to, you still lifted up Alleluia? You acknowledged the dumpster that you were in or the prison that you were in like Paul was, and you still said, there's no one like you, God. I'm still gonna stay faithful. I'm still gonna keep worshiping. I'm gonna still keep praising. And here's the crazy thing. The more that you have this mindset to fight for joy, because you understand this pervasive and constant knowledge of well-being, you're like, that's joy. I'm gonna fight for that. I'm gonna fight for that. I'm gonna make choices. I'm gonna fill my mind and my heart with that. It's a game changer. And when you have the the opportunity to distract yourself or escape or numb out, and you simply lean in and say, God, what do you wanna do in me? And when you have those moments, whether it's going well or not, to continuously lift up Alleluia, you will see your heart, your mind, your spirit shift. You will experience making joy complete. And truth be told, you will embody, as verse one and two of Philippians chapter two says, the same mind, the same spirit, the same love as your rabbi, your Lord, 
your Savior, Jesus Christ. Heartland, that's the kind of people we need to be, especially in such divided times. We gotta rise above the fray. We gotta rise above the fray and fight for the right things. That starts with our mindset. This week, this week, I wanna challenge you like Eric challenged you last week, but I want you to read chapter two. And in chapter two, you are gonna learn more and more what it means to imitate Christ. Put in his words into practice. And secondly, I want you to be aware of the places that distract you from fighting for joy or disrupt you from enjoying the moment or deny you from lifting up a I want you to be able to name that. And this week, I want you to be able to bring that before God. Because the more that we can be honest about that, of what are those barriers, those blockers to us being the kind of people who have the mindset to make joy complete, the more as we deal with that, we'll be the kind of people who can fight for joy, enjoy the moment, and lift up Hallelujah. And when we do that, people are gonna see what Christ is all about here in Rockford and beyond. Much love. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in our church. Thank you for your word, how practical it can be. And I know for many of us, we find ourselves in the midst of a dumpster fire. We find ourselves like Paul in the middle of such adversity. But may we know there is an opportunity for you to still be at work in us, with us, for us, and through us. Make joy complete in us. Make us be people who have that mindset to fight for the things of you who don't, in the middle of difficulty, allow the good news to be hindered, but let's keep advancing it to our friends who are searching and exploring and doubting and struggling. Let us be the kind of people who are tending to your presence in such a profound way that you are at work in us. And we can enjoy this moment because the God of all creation is not done with us, but the God of all creation, you are at work in us. And because of that, whether we're in good seasons or not, let us be the kind of people who lift up Alleluia and never cease lifting up Alleluia. We love you, God. We're grateful for you. It's your name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Mindsets to Make Joy Complete by Teaching Pastor Steve Carter. You can experience the entire service this message came from by going to heartland.cc and clicking on the watch page. Or go to our YouTube channel at Heartland CC Rockford. You can also watch it on the Heartland CC app. Thanks for listening.